And thank you once again for joining us on K-Pop Cosmos. I am your host, Freya. And joining me once again is Mark. How is life going for you today, Mark? Uh, life is going pretty good, Freya. Uh, I'm very excited about this uh, episode because this is a band that uh, I had no knowledge of at all. So this is like a brand new, fresh experience for me. Yeah, um, they are kind of like a, a diamond in the rough type of a group. You don't really hear about them um, unless you kind of fall into that weird, I guess, K-pop crevice <laughs> that most people don't know is there. Um, so today we are talking about and flying. So, and flying is very interesting in a lot of different ways. Um, they are still technically K-pop because <laughs> in the genre it does say K-pop, but they're actually, I think they're more uh, Korean rock music um, with a little bit of that K-pop flair in there. Um, so this group, this group, man, um, they had like the hardest time and. Their past is just rocky, um, to say the least. So, N Flying um, is a five member boy band, um, and like an actual band. The group consists of Sung Hyun, Hyun, Jae Hyun, Hui Sung, and Dong Sung. Um, however, um, and they had a past member, and his name was. Um, Kwangjin. Kwangjin, sorry, it, I spaced it. I should have known. Um, and Kwangjin, he was actually a former member of a different group. He was the bassist for a group called CN Blue, and I was a big fan of CN Blue, so I knew who he was previously, but I didn't know he, you know, joined this group. Um, he left CN Blue in 2009, um, and so N Flying is with the company. FNC Entertainment, which is actually also home to Cherry Bullet, SF9, AOA, which we talked about, um, and let's FT Island and CN Blue, obviously. Um, so they were actually in some of, they engaged a lot with AOA, which I didn't realize. Um, like their Korean debut song had a member of AOA as the main girl <laughs> in their music video. And then, you know what? I watched that video and I'm like, oh my god, who is this? So now that I know she's in AOA, I'm gonna have to, I'm to have to look for some AOA videos now. Yeah, trying to find her. So she is from AOA. Um, and um, like I said, that was their Korean debut. They actually, um. They actually debuted in 2013 in Japan. So they were a Japanese 
group. Like they were designed to hit the Japanese market and they did pretty well. Um, they were kind of like an indie group at the time. Um, at the time, their basis was uh, Kwangjin. Um, and Huisong wasn't even part of the group. They were a four-member group at the time of debut. It was uh, Sunghyun, Kwangjin, Hoon, and Jaehyun um, were the four members. Um, and let's see. They mostly promoted like doing busking or basking. Busking or basking? Anyway, um, they, they did street performances. Um, and their debut, Japanese debut, uh, one and only, um, well, actually, Basket, their real debut, Basket, uh, peaked at number two on Tower Records Weekly Single Chart and number two on uh, Oricon Indie Weekly Single Charts. Oricon is like the Japanese billboard <laughs> for music. So they hit number two. And then the second song, uh, one and only, that hit number one on Tower Records on the second day of its release. So they did pretty well um, for their indie debut. Like I said, they did promotions like on the street. They were doing street performances and stuff, which is kind of interesting, I want to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, does it does it seem kind of odd? Or not odd, but it, it seems a little unusual that a quote-unquote K-pop band or Korean band would spend their debut time in japan usually they would debut in korea first and then go over to japan and try to get the japanese market do you think them being a band was more you think they were trying to get that japanese audience first because of their the way that they're set up being a band and not really being like a a dance band yeah i don't i don't know because I don't think like day six did anything like that or I don't remember seeing blue anything doing anything like that. I think they were kind of trying to uh, copy what Boa did um, because she spent a lot of time in Japan. Um, So I think that's what they were trying to achieve with them. I don't, I don't understand why, (laughs) you know, Um, I know that Japan is the second largest entertainment market. So I guess they, I don't know. I have no, I don't understand the thought process besides maybe they were trying to like pull a boa, but yeah, uh, I, I think maybe, I, I think maybe them being a rock band, I think uh, there's probably more um, uh, J rock bands that are really popular in Japan than there are in Korea. So I, I would assume that if you're going to make a, like a rock band, maybe mm-hmm. getting some of that, that, uh, that J rock audience on your side first could help you uh help you financially when you make your big korean debut i would think i think that might be a that might be a reason yeah well i mean i'm a j-rock fan and i mean i like this group so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah and uh, so uh their korean debut wasn't until 2014 and actually no it was scheduled to be 2014 but the leader um uh sung he, I guess he like broke his leg or his ankle. Um, so he had to go in for surgery and then he had to uh, get three months of rehabilitation in because um, he just jacked himself up so much. Oh. So it actually, their Korean debut actually happened in May 20th, to, uh, 2015 with Awesome, which is the song that has AOA, <laughs> AOA's member in it. Um and that song, when when you watch 
that song. And then you watch their current stuff. It's kind of very different. (laughs) No, because I wasn't, I don't know why, because their leader is also a rapper. And so, and it's also weird only having one lead singer for them. And so it was just kind of like threw me off that he just starts rapping all of a sudden like, Oh, right. He's a rapper too. (laughs) So used to them having two singers that just kind of threw me off. Um, but also something interesting is that their leader, he's also um, from the beginning, he has been credited as uh, one of the lyricists. So he writes and produces their songs. Um, so well, he's credited for writing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs on their first album, or their first two albums in 2015. And then one, two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and, and then eight songs, and then like every single album, he has at least five songs that he has been credited to writing and composing and arranging and stuff. So they have been letting them pretty much do what they want <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, it's crazy because um, usually they, you know, yeah, they have to like prove themselves worthy or something like that. So it's just interesting that they just kind of let them do their own thing. Um, also, their fandom name is Enfia, um, which is a combination of Enflying and Utopia. So let's fly to Utopia together. And then their color is red. Um, so this group, man, they're <laughs> they're so weird. Like these guys have so much personality. Two of their members, I think their lead guitar, their guitarist and their drummer, have a YouTube channel called Two Idiots, where they <laughs> basically act like two idiots the whole time they play games and stuff and they invited day six over and stuff so um there's that and then um they added like i said um they lost their bassist due to um (laughs) allegations um so i don't like talking about what crap hit the fan but it's kind of something that you need to know. So, um, Kwang Jin, he, he was being very, he was being a dude. Let's just be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a dude in a rock band. You know, he's the bass player in a rock band. So yeah, yeah that, that comes with a little bit more, um, like edge than it would if you yeah. were like in a K-pop band, you know, or just in a pop band. Yeah. I mean, let's, the girls who like rock groups are a little bit, they're a different breed than the usual K-pop fans because they're the ones who are like, anyway, they find a way, man. So he, um, there was a post saying that he was accused of uh, sexually harassing fans and dating fan site owners. Um, so the company, and that was in 2018 company denied the sexual harassment allegations saying they weren't true. However, <laughs> uh, FNC Entertainment announced that Kong Jin admitted he did have personal interactions with fans outside of official schedules and that he would voluntarily leave. So essentially, dude was um, having some fun with his fans and outside of schedules. And then I also read that he was giving them leaking schedule information so that they could, you know, meet up with him, uh-huh. which is also oh. very, very, very bad because the other members didn't, you know. <laughs> So he was he was getting down and dirty with some fans, which, you know, that's kind of the rocker thing to do. And if they're OK with I 
like I said um, last episode, K-pop idols have to keep this, you know, appearance and we don't get it, but that's how their industry is. Gotta be like a little angel that never does anything bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why he got in trouble and he had to leave. Um, and then he, it took them a long time to get a replacement. Um, Cause uh, the replacement came in January 1st, 2020. That's where Dong Sung come, came in. He was actually the leader and the former member of Honeyest, which is also a different group, group that doesn't exist anymore. Before that, he would um, do their basis parts for them, but he was an official member. Uh, also, they added Hwesung in 2017. Um, and he was a participant of the show Produce 101 Season 2. Um, and yeah, so they just added him for a little bit of flair. I guess, <laughs> which is nice because he has an amazing voice. Like I yeah. love my son's voice. It is killer. Um, so I thought that was a good addition. So um, now we got the history and it was a long, bumpy history. Like I said, it, this group had a hard time because they've been around since 2013, but like the actual group as we know them now, hasn't really been around since like last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're essentially a new group and each time they add a member they're out they're the youngest members so they have a changing maknae every couple of years because their new basis is the youngest one now so <laughs> yeah i do like, i do feel i feel bad for the drummer because he was like he used to be the young cute one and then they get the singer and then he's like oh oh i guess i'm not the young cute one anymore <laughs> and then they get the bass player and now the singer's like oh i guess i'm not the young cute one anymore <laughs> yeah now now, now the drummer is part of the young line now he's one of the oldest <laughs> he's still he's funny though like their freaking drummer is like the biggest crackhead i've ever seen in like anything like his interviews and stuff it's hilarious um so anyway uh going back um these guys like i said they kind of um been around forever but they haven't really come into their own until like 2019 um, cause they were nominated for one, two, three awards for Melon and they won best rock and then MMAs. They were nominated one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Um, and then it, it's just crazy. They've won. They're actually winning now. They're picking up awards since 2017. They started picking up awards, which is really good. Um, I like them a lot. Also another way to describe this group. Um, they barely got their official light stick, but when they're doing their song "A uh, Hot Potato," they uh, <laughs> they made potatoes on sticks <laughs> with faces <laughs> on them, <laughs> and they gave them to their fans. And so, like, if you watch their performances, there's just a bunch of like potatoes on sticks out oh, in the wow. audience. <laughs> that is amazing. That's they have amazing. faces on them and stuff. I was like, this group is like the weirdest group I've ever <laughs> researched. And then before that, they had, like, pinwheels and, like, paper airplanes and then, like, the light, like, star lamps that their fans had clappers. That was my favorite. They had little clappers. <laughs> I saw that. I saw a bunch of people in the audience with those little, like, hand clappers. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I was like, this this group and their fandom, man, they're the weirdest people. <laughs> but now they have an official light stick, which is also kind of funny. It kind of looks like I think it looks like an egg with a face, but I don't know what it's supposed to be. Um, they also they also have a mascot, um, which I didn't know until researching. It's a, it's 
it's called Envia, but it's it's a it's a penguin. <laughs> Their mascot's a little penguin. It's cute. That's awesome. Like a sports team. <laughs> yeah, they're like a sports team. Like this group is so weird, man. But yeah, um, no, <laughs> sorry. Uh, they're it's hard to keep a like single mind on them because they're just all over the place. Um, so if you watch their music videos, you can also see their personalities. <laughs> like um, freaking. You're very serious before before Hui Sung came around. Um and with the, the music video real where they're trying to get a um a freaking mermaid and then they're on his little boat, as you know. <laughs> so I, I have to say when I when I first saw when I saw the first video for Awesome, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's very like rap rock style. Uh and you know, that's not really it's not really like a genre that I'm like super immersed in but i am aware of it but they did that first video for awesome it reminded me of lincoln park a lot and i'm like man if they had like another singer like they had one guy doing the rapping and then like another guy doing like the vocalizing like the real singing this band would be awesome and then flash forward <laughs> a few videos later <laughs> and there's a new guy as the singer and i'm like oh my god that works so perfect it works so perfect and um the video for the real where they uh, they introduce them when they're on the boat and they're trying to catch the merm the what I thought it was a mermaid <laughs> for the whole, yeah. whole video. Uh, that that video is amazing. That song is amazing and his inclusion just it like totally sold the band to me. I'm, I'm like oh I, I love this band right now and I love that video. I've out of all the the videos and songs that I've listened to, that's the one that I've re I've rewatched that video like a hundred times uh it's instantly went on my playlist i love that song um and i love the i love the video i didn't i wasn't quite sure about the uh the the mermaid that isn't really a maid a mermaid after all <laughs> you can see and i'm like oh wait is is that, that's a really pretty guy and then i did a little <laughs> research and um he, it's actually a rapper like another rapper who i thought was pretty cool so yeah i yeah. love that video yeah, it, it was great. And like I said, it kind of shows the group personality because it kind of feels like FNC Entertainment should kind of like, just do whatever you want. We don't care. We just <laughs> yeah. go be free, you know. And um, it, I love that music video, too. Um, it's just so quirky. And Song, uh, I agree. It, it did kind of... Um, felt like there was something missing from the group overall with just the four members but then the inclusion of him like killing those vocals and so then it leads the other singer to be able to do his rapping and everything because he has has a nice uh deeper darker voice um so it leads it open so and i freaking love lincoln park so maybe that's why i like them so much too because (laughs) has the same (laughs) kind of the same vibe to it a little bit um also with this group they have like their choruses, they know what they're freaking doing with their choruses because they're insanely catchy. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know. They, they do near new things. Um, they also have something called, ah, uh, what was it called? They have this thing that their leader came up with. Um, it's called the fly high project and it's an annual project that takes like spoilers and busking activities and like little mini music videos. And they introduce one song every two months and then they promote that song with like concerts and stuff, busking and concerts and stuff. Um, 
which is very interesting. And they called them notes, the little fly high notes. Um, so that's where you get a lot of fun songs and stuff. Um, also, originally, the song, I believe it was called Rooftop. Um, their, their leader wrote and composed that. And he shared that on SoundCloud for free. And it got so popular that the company's like, let's actually release this <laughs> you know, as a legit as a legit song. So then they added it to their um their you know performance songs and whatnot, not just some extra thing that he did on the side. It's it's actually on their album now. Which is kind of amazing that he's like, Oh, I just did this on my spare time. Here you go. <laughs> like, so good. We're gonna make it an official song. And it is. It's one of my favorite songs, uh Rooftop. Um I really like that song. Also they do a lot of covers. Yes. Um, for songs. I, I, like I said, Song's voice is like my favorite, one of my favorite voices in the entire K-pop Korean industry. I don't know what it is about his voice, but I absolutely love it. And um, he sings, um, what was it? I believe he does a cover of like Into the Unknown um, from Frozen 2, I believe. And so he also he's on Immortal Songs a lot, Immortal Songs too, all the time. He he did a cover of uh, uh, Queen, uh, We Are the Champions, I believe. Um, so he did a cover of that and, and some other. He just <laughs> and they gave him the title of like Rookie of the Year in 2019. Um, he's just freaking love his voice. <laughs> Um, he also did a collaboration with FT Island's lead singer, um, Hong Ji Hong. I'm trying to remember. And it's called uh, Love You Still or Still Love You. Yeah. Lee Hong Ji. Yeah. Gi. Sorry. Just, and um, it, that song. Did you did you listen to that song or watch the video for that? Was that a, a ballad song? I don't rem- I don't know if I remember that one. It's kind of a ballad rap, uh, ballad rock song. It's not super slow, and it's it's really catchy. Um, it's these two, uh, it's song and this other guy, uh, Hong Hongi, and there there's one girl in a chair, and they're like taking the most awkward family photo ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you should listen to it. That one is so good. Uh, Hoesung, um, he does this thing where he's holding a note, but mm-hmm. then he like goes up six different, like he hits oh, six different notes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I take that back. I I did see that clip. I saw like a little clip of of uh, someone was showing off his vocal talents, uh, and I did see that clip where he hits a note and then he takes it up an octave, then takes it up an octave. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy is yeah. like insane and it just keeps going it's it's an, it's ridiculous yeah i i i just watched that today and i'm like how have i missed this song <laughs> this song came out like two years ago or something and like i said uh, this group is very much a diamond like hidden hidden away that you yep. don't know that they exist unless you kind of like meander into the um korean rock but still k-pop it's it, it, like a yeah, kind of it, it it is like a pop rock style um mm-hmm. as like an introduction like their their main like kind of uh umbrella that covers everything is kind of a pop rock style but one of the 
things that I really appreciate about them being a band is that they can do it's not all rock like it's not all rock and it's not all rap rock like they can they can get the groove going on when they need to um they kind of reminded me a little bit of like and this might be a really horrible comparison but they reminded me a little bit of Coldplay, where they could do they they have like their signature style but if they need to get funky they they have the ability to do that Uh, if they need to like get the power ballads going they have the ability to do that too and they kind of present that um just to let people know that they're not just a one-trick pony so i i really appreciate um the fact that they 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 stretch out and try and cover different aspects but still being them it's, it's weird it's re- it's really they're a really unique band in the uh the k-pop arena yeah and um i guess like i keep saying k-pop has freaking it has something for everyone because if you're just not really if you're like me and you like rock groups then just kind of slide on over and then there's (laughs) even like k-pop k-pop soloists who are actually actually uh, korean rap (laughs) and hip-hop but they still have the k-pop label on them so (laughs) they still count and i will i'll have someone on on that spectrum too like over there oh. on that side so <laughs> so um oh also um Hwaesung also has his own um youtube channel where he does covers it's not just the um the end flying youtube channel which they have he has it called it's a Yol Hwaesung so it is him and it's his face <laughs> and it's like he sings Oh, God, he did like a Bruno Mars song and an Ed Sheeran song. And so he does so much. He was also he also did a song for a movie, I believe, and a soundtrack. What was it? It was um, it was a song. It was for uh, Criminal Minds. I guess it was um, Criminal Minds Korean version. Um, so it's a TV show. So he did the OST for that, and he also did uh, "If You Were Me" with Jimin and Yuna from AOA for the show uh, Korean Odyssey. Um, he's also been on King of Masked Singer, and he's already completed his military service. So yeah. that boy is on top of it because he was yeah. born in '95. Like he didn't have to go, so he must have gone in immediately. Yeah, that good job. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So now you're not going to be like 30 and going in. You went in early. I think that's the best. I think they should go in when they're young. Um, and then they can do their Korean, you know, K-pop. But, you know, that's just me. But, <laughs> yeah, so he, I like his YouTube channel because I just love the. He also does the thing where he's singing all of the different parts and it's all split up. But, yeah, um, definitely Diamond and Rough. Um and their leader he is he has done some of the cutest things like i saw people talking about how he's like the sweetest person ever um because one of the fans during one of his instagram live streams was saying that it's at like 4 a.m so she was probably out of the club she was being followed by somebody and did you hear did you watch this video you know what i i heard of it before i knew it was in flying um, but yeah, I did hear of this story of uh, she's walking by herself and she thought someone was following her. So um, the idol um, or the leader of in flying, uh, you know, had her turn the volume up 
and talk to her as if he was like, like someone that she was speaking with. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, it made it really clear that someone was going to be meeting up with this girl pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that was really sweet. I'm like, I don't know anyone who would even catch that comment or anything. And um, there was also, he, he was doing uh recording something and this elderly person was having a hard time. And so he stopped the recording and he, you could hear him in the background helping this old man with his phone and like how to access something on his smartphone because he didn't know how to do it. I'm like, this dude, man, <laughs> like, how are you so sweet? I'm like, if this is a, if you're just, if this is all a setup, then this is the best setup I've ever seen in my life. That's just like, the sweetest thing to help an old man with his phone while you're in the middle of recording or to help a girl who like thinks someone's following her, which is really creepy and does happen. So it's always important to have your phones on you girls and like call someone, you know, cause yeah, who knows? It, it might, it might've been the, uh, it might've been the ex bass player that was following her. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of his girls were consenting. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Honestly, uh, back I'm, just, I'm just joking. We're joking. I, I don't want any in-flying in fans. Yeah, I don't want any in-flying in fans like attacking us. I, that was a joke. This is a goofy yeah. joke. <laughs> or the CN Blue fans. No, guys. Mm. Got it. Yes. We, honestly, honestly, I would be amazed if when I was younger, I totally, like, there are certain groups I would have been like, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, I would totally <laughs> sleep with them. But, like, <laughs> Uh, as an adult, more like, but um, and they're rockers. I mean, we have rockers who have full-on groupies who they take with them to sleep with them. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't. I mean, if you're both consenting adults, I think idols should be able to do what they want. I mean, if you want to sleep with your fans, whatever, dude. That's on you. I think that's risky, but. Good on you. (laughs) But like, I don't, but I understand why they had to let him go. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because that type of action might be tolerated in other parts of the world, especially in America, Uh you know, in Korea, there's, there's guidelines. You can't be doing that as much as you want to. (laughs) Yeah. As much as you want to, you're an idol. So you are, your whole thing is that, kids are supposed to be able to look up to you and you know follow you and blah 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 and things and yeah i get it 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 sucks but you know it is what it is that's the industry and you go into the industry knowing what it's like so yeah Yeah, so um also their guitarist i really really like him uh hyun i think it's hyun hun um but he he's a freaking cat man like <laughs> he has the personality of a cat and i freaking love it i've been watching i don't know it's just ironic because i'm watching a show a chinese show with like a guy who's a cat and it's just funny so i was like this dude does have the personality of a cat when you watch him but i was like yeah he's so he's quiet or he's hyperactive or he's just like in the background <laughs> you know he's like don't talk to me <laughs> like yep that's a cat roommate right there um, I also saw a video where he's wearing cat pajamas and he has a cat. So he's like, he's oh. like that crazy cat lady, but he's a dude. <laughs> but he's the, he's the guitarist of a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> the guitarist of a rock band. He's a crazy cat lady. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a tattoo of a cat somewhere on his body. Probably already has one. Oh, I think he even said, what was it? Um, his ideal type is the same type of as himself, a cat-like personality. <laughs> so he wants a cat lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for all of you cat ladies, <laughs> this man that is your guy. <laughs> Go. Go He's for actually- it. He's actually a pretty good looking dude too. He it's when I saw them as like a rock band, I'm like, all right, obviously these guys are like, we are, you know, we're in the K-pop, you know, umbrella, you know, we're in that genre, but we're a rock band. You know, we play instruments, you know, we, we rock out, we headbang, you know, we do that type of stuff. You know, we're not like these, you know, pretty boys who are like, you know, looking into the camera and giving, giving a smolder to the camera to try to get attention. And then I watched these in a video. He's like the male candy in in a in a female <laughs> video. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought you were the cool rocker dude. So uh, it's it's weird to see them like kind of balance that line of being yes, you know we're we're rockers, we headbang, but you know we'll put on a suit and tie, and you know we'll hit you with the smolder if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> or the drummer gives you the like the odd eye, <laughs> like it's not potato when it goes in on his face. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but yeah he is cute he's a cute kid i'm calling him a kid even though he's like four years younger than me cute kid um apparently um he he has what was it he has many female idol fans so mm-hmm. it's like well i mean uh you're cute um he's also they're not short also which a lot of people have a misconception about um they're they're um like their average height is 5'11. So they're taller than me. Wow. So yeah, 5'11, 5'11. Hui Sung's 5'9. And so is Dong Sun is 5'9. All of the other ones are 5'11. <clears throat> wow. So Cause they, are not. <laughs> Dong Sun looks so small <laughs> compared yeah. to him. I thought he was like 5'3 or something. Nope, he is 5'11. And even, uh, Kwong Jin was 5'11", so <laughs> they're all friends. <laughs> they're about the same height as the average American male. Yeah. So, a- yeah, so just because they're Asian doesn't mean they're short. Because <laughs> they're tall. I'd be looking up at them, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Cause, uh, that's, I have this thing pulled up. It's like height, weight, blood type. And I'm like, I don't need to know their blood type birthday you know <laughs> so i was like oh 511 jeez <laughs> like can someone be short because um freaking there's a some groups have members that are over six feet tall and i just and then you see them in the award shows and they're towering over the girls because <laughs> girl groups that are like an average of five foot four <laughs> so yes. Look, yes look it down i was like oh god it's it's very interesting um to to realize that no they are not short you know not just let that mindset go asians are not short <laughs> anymore <laughs> they're they're average height um so yeah and they've had a lot of shows well some of them have been in a lot of shows they like doing web dramas like um all boys high which i haven't seen any of them so i can't really see anything um they were in pretty boy music video which i think was a away music video that would but make yeah. sense yeah so um at least the 
the lead singer and I believe the um, main guitarist were in. Oh no! So the the um, so the guitarist was in AOA's "Oh Boy" music video, which I am going to rewatch and try to find him. And then their leader, uh, Sung Hyun, he's in uh, Junil's "Pretty Boy." I don't know who that is. So he's in music videos, and like I said, they do a lot of collabs and stuff. Um, hmm, what else about them besides their rocky past? <laughs> so <laughs> oh um. I just can't get over freaking face songs and mortal song. Their their interactions with each other is they look like they actually enjoy each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I saw like an uh, interview that they did with um, another K-pop show where they don't really they're together when they're like practicing. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they spend a lot of time practice, practicing uh, with each other, but they don't really spend that much time like that much really personal time together um so they do like a uh, like a dinner i guess they do like a, every every week when they're together there's one night where they all get together to have like a family dinner kind of a, a quote-unquote family dinner so uh, i think they really kind of do separate once the <laughs> once they drop the instruments and move on i think they just kind of move about and do their own thing yeah i think that's actually a, a good thing <clears throat> because i had a roommate that I also worked with, and that was the most frustrating and annoying thing I've ever had to deal with. Because she was also my friend, so whenever I hung out with my friends, she'd want to hang out with my friends too. And I was like, I just want to not see you anymore. <laughs> like I see you at work, I see you at home, I see you with my friends. I just don't want to see you anymore. But <laughs> I'm like, ah. So I moved out and I quit my job and I moved somewhere else. But like, (laughs) (laughs) can't take it anymore. Uh, There's also other stuff going on. Um, I hated her boyfriend with a fiery passion. So, well, he's now her husband. (laughs) I did not go to the wedding. So (laughs) the hate continues. Anyway. um, Yeah. So that's. It's kind of one of those, like, you know, this the saying, if you want to remain friends, don't be roommates, <laughs> you know? And so I think them having time away from each other, it's probably why they get along with each other, because they don't get sick of each other. Like, some of these groups where they still live with each other, um, like, uh, like I'm going to bring up Shiny because they just came back. Shiny's back. But um, I remember he talked about um, when he moved out of the dorm. Um, was uh, Mean Ho just walked out of his room and he didn't do anything. Mean Ho just walked out of his room and he was like, I had the strangest urge to just go up and like hit him as hard <laughs> as possible. He's like, I gotta leave because I he didn't do anything and I, I get like violent thoughts about him. So I hate to leave. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, because when you work with someone, you just get sick of their face. So and you get into like, uh, you know, <laughs> all the time. So. I'm glad that they at least, you know, have the family dinner, but they don't live together because that's that's the fastest way to, you know, kill a friendship. No. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a they have a lot more to go. I mean, I think the the rooftop comeback kind of showed that, you know, there is an audience for them and that they, you know, that's the that's the other thing where I um I came across in flying like I didn't listen to them really at all but that rooftop story was so popular when it happened 
Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing them like on stage, just like shocked that they won first place over this song. Like who would have thought this band would, you know, would beat out all of these other like K-pop groups and get like a get their first like number one song and their emotion on stage, or at least the, the drummer's emotion on stage. I'm like, <laughs> who are these guys? These This is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, not my first kind of introduction to them was like years ago, seeing them, uh, seeing a reaction when they won. So there's definitely an audience for them. Like, I mean, there's definitely a lot more for them to do. So, yeah, it, it'd be it'd really suck if they like disbanded um, when their contract was up. Yeah, well, actually, um, their contract had ended and they re-signed as of February this year. Hey! (laughs) So they're still going to be around. (laughs) I mean, they just got a new basis. The guy only was there for a year. (laughs) Like, now we're done. (laughs) We don't like Like you. Go away. (laughs) That would be hilarious. They, they, like, officially hire him January 1st. And they're like, all right, you were part of the group. And he's like, yay! And then February, they're like, all right, we're not renewing our contracts. We're disbanding. (laughs) Oh, that would be awful. I would feel so off. I would hate them so much if I was the bassist in that. <laughs> I'd be like, screw you too. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So luckily, they're, they re-sign. So these contracts are usually for seven years. So at least another seven years. Um, so my actual first introduction to them was um, <clears throat> they performed at uh, Mellon Music Awards in 2019 um and i was like who are well first of all these dudes are attractive who are they (laughs) (laughs) like because they look really good those stage outfits were amazing i'm like who are these people and i was chatting with some people and they're like oh my gosh it's in flying oh my gosh i'm like who the crap so i had whenever i watch award shows i have like a list and i write down you know, groups that I have never heard of before that I want to check out afterwards because I like their stage. Um, so these guys did really good on stage. Um, I can, however, at the very beginning, Hui Sung had some stage fright, and you could tell his vocals weren't on point. And I've watched their lives now, so I know that he's he's really good in like smaller crowds. But I think that stage kind of freaked them out a little bit because <laughs> it's I think it's like their first time ever on like that big of a like that huge of a stage so he was a little nervous but then he 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 fixed himself so i was like that's unfortunate that you got the little the jitters which from being on stage i completely understand and that's why i don't perform anymore <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I hated performing so um but yeah so he had it rough and i was like they're still really good um because their leader he's a he plays piano and he started out i believe with piano these guys are really good and Hei Sung's voice is also amazing even though in that beginning part he was a little rough and I was like these guys are fun so I'm gonna check them out um mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did because I just freaking love these crackheads um also their leader um Sung Hyun Sung Hyun I'm no I'm pronouncing his name wrong guys I'm sorry um I suck with Korean <laughs> I really do no matter how hard I try um he he also has he just came out with a song a solo song called Clicker um, and his solo name is Jadon. Um, Jadon. It just makes me think of, you know, a John Juan, but um, Jadon. And it's actually pretty good. Um, I like him with gray hair. He looks very K-pop pretty boy. 
um, in yeah. his uh, <laughs> in solo stuff. I was like, yeah, I could see why this is labeled K-pop because you are very pretty. <laughs> you know, when you're all K-popped up. Um, he even they even did a um <clears throat> a prance a practice dance video and posted no it for Clicker. And I was like, this is kind of weird because he's not, I mean, he kind of dances a little bit, but he's not really. He's mostly singing and then he has backup dancers, kind of like how Western artists do performances. They just sing and then they have their backup dancers singing. That's what he's doing. And I was, he moves more than Western, Western artists. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, Clicker, it's fun. Um, I haven't taken the time to listen to his full solo album. Um, and I believe it's called on the track or something like that um and originally the jadon name actually came from when he was a member of a subunit with jimin jimin um who was <clears throat> who was a member of aoa but she left and now she's doing her own solo stuff and so their unit was called jimin and jadon so that was the thing which i haven't actually taken the time to look at um they were really know, close with um, i'll be curious <laughs> to listen to what he sounds like on his own i mean i think i listened to a little bit of clicker and it sounded it didn't sound that much different from mm-hmm. in flying i mean it still had i think it, if i remember correctly it still had a little bit of the rock kind of uh, flourishes so i, mm-hmm. I would be interested to hear like what he sounds like on his own considering that he wrote like a lot of uh, in flying songs you know maybe he's secretly a uh uh, you know, a dancing K-pop star at heart. <laughs> Maybe this is his, <laughs> his moment to shine. <laughs> yeah, he has the secret K-pop. He's secretly one of the best K-pop dancers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just hides it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so um, they're, like I said, they're very interesting. Um, and I know that um, Jaehyun, the drummer, he did something i think they were jayhoon just him anyway i think it was just him uh he did a collaboration for the 2019 kbs song festival um and he had it was with um golden children the boys and nct 127 um i think it was mark i don't remember what um who who it was but yeah so he did some things with these other groups from other companies which is kind of i've never i i think this is new i don't remember like small companies doing collaborations with the big three before but now they seem to be doing it all the time um do you remember them doing collaborations like this before you know it's hard to say because there's so many groups it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint exactly who who is part of a uh, part of the big corporation and who's independent. But I would assume that, that if you're, um, you know, if you're part of a big group uh, or you're, if you're under the umbrella of a big corporation and you're looking out at like other groups that are in, you know, maybe they're on award shows with you and you're all on stage. You're like, Oh yeah, you know, they're, they're not, this person isn't big, but I really like their style at some point. Maybe we can collab. So they're, yeah. they're probably using those awards as their opportunity to be like, you know, Hey, is there anyone that, you guys want to work with and like oh yeah we really like you know this group in flying from you know uh from their label yeah and you know probably just have someone reach out to them yeah i mean i would do that it's a different you know different form of ikigayo sandwich (laughs) sorry i just keep (laughs) going back to the ikigayo sandwiches 
just slip in your number with like collaboration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get all excited. It must be from a girl group. Oh, it's another boy group. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was just about to say that. It's like, oh, yeah, someone from uh, FNC is slipping you a, a sandwich about a collab. And you're like, oh, really? Is it AOA? No, no, it's not. Dang it. It's not AOA. <laughs> They're cool, too, though. So I guess that's all right. <laughs> or my favorite would be like, just call me. And it's just a number and no name. <laughs> you hope it's a girl and you hands in the phone. And be like, oh, it's a dude. Never mind. Uh, Ikigaya. Yeah, I mean... Former K-pop stars do say that they, they 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 pass each other notes and numbers and stuff. So we're not just making fun of it. The actual K-popers have said that that's what they do. So <laughs> that's what they do. When they're at award shows and stuff, they sleep each other notes and stuff. Because if their managers don't see them, that's another thing. One K-popper, ex-K-popper, she was saying something like, she got slipped a number from a guy and then her manager saw and took the number away from her. <laughs> <laughs> So they get sneaky. Um, so yeah, Ed Fly, they're chaos. They're they're crazy, and because they're crazy, I couldn't really keep coherent. And I'm sorry, guys, that we're bouncing around so much. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, however, my favorite song of theirs is the song "Oh Really," mostly because it just gets stuck in your freaking head and it never leaves. And it helps you, you know, remember what Ojin Jayo means. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, do you have a favorite song or music video? Yeah, yeah. The Real is my favorite video and my favorite song. Um, I love the part of the video. It's when they're on a boat and they're trying to catch the mermaid. And I love the part at the towards the end of the video where they run out of food and they don't have any more bait. So they put the new guy on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> put him in a water as bait <laughs> that's oh god once i saw that i'm like i love this band i think they're fantastic um i i did want to say that, that that is my favorite song but they did a couple of medleys that uh also blew me away they do like a michael jackson medley oh yeah it's eight minutes long and it's and the video is one take so the camera just moves around actually for both of the medleys. Um, they did one for the, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. So, but the Michael Jackson one, they, you know, they take like Michael Jackson songs and they do like little snippets of it, but they give it that rock edge. And the fact that they found a way to rock out, heal the world, <laughs> like blew my mind. I'm like, oh, these guys are amazing. And the fact that the video was all done in one take was amazing. And then the Bohemian Rhapsody one is just them going through Queen songs. But not only do they do Queen, they also do the the opening fanfare for uh, 20th Century Fox because that's what oh, yeah. starts the movie. So they rock out the, the 20th Century Fox fanfare music and then launch into different Queen songs. And with the, the vocalists, it, uh, it just sounds amazing. So those two collaborations or those two medleys just like blew my mind uh, as far as how talented they are. And um and. And they also did another song for their fans where they actually all sang. And mm-hmm. I, I, I did not think that that would ever happen because I only saw like the the main rapper who handles most of it um, and um, the vocalist uh, who does like most of the singing. So I'm watching mm-hmm. this video and it's showing each one of them. And then I hear a different voice. and I'm like, oh, my God, the bass player is singing. <laughs> Yeah, he can sing. <laughs> and, yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's it, w- what happened? And then they cut to 
the guitarist and he sings and then they cut to the drummer and he kind of sings. He does like a rap singing thing, which is cool because <laughs> they're, they're kind of based on that. But the fact that I got a song where each one of them contribute vocals, I was like, this this band is awesome. How can you how can you not love these guys? Yeah, I mean, whether if you're not a fan of their music and you just like their crackheadedness and their weirdness and, you know, or you just I just love also how they're always <clears throat> vibrant. Even with like the dark when they're wearing all black stuff, like the sets are vibrant. Uh, not in yeah, like a yeah. makes me want to vomit type of way, but it's it's very colorful and I love that. It really it it's it's like eye candy. It's very nice and I enjoy that. Um and it's, it's just also because I I know Japanese, I love their freaking Japanese single like all of their Japanese songs. And all of that is on their end flying Japan. Um, so if you want to watch those and they're just amazing. Um, I, I just, sorry. I just love the Japanese language. I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> melodic. And I love whenever K-pop groups do a Japanese version of their song. So end flying has it and they have them all on their, um, uh, Japan, um, YouTube also to promote them. They have a new album coming out <clears throat> this year. So it's going to be, I believe, uh, coming out on June 30th of this year, and it's called Amnesia. And looking at the cover, I, I don't know if it's Japanese, but um, I don't know if it's a Japanese single or what, but like <clears throat> the covers are freaking gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> so I might just buy them because of the covers. They're so pretty. Um, and put them up on a frame or something but like and they're good i'm just gonna probably buy them all but yeah so um if you're interested they have do have new stuff coming out which makes me happy because they had like that weird two-year hiatus after they their debut they just kind of stopped releasing music for two years it was weird um (laughs) like i said they're they're still essentially rookies because they just kind of like the only two original members are the the drummer and the, the the lead vocalist leader lead rapper <laughs> like everyone else is new and, and um i will give it to the fan base um i've never seen a fan base be so like accepting of new members so quickly before so i'll give that to you Enfia, because you guys are killing it with being kind to your members so good job on that um any final thoughts mark or before we wrap up i would say I would say that, you know, once the pandemic is over and K-pop starts touring the world again, if N-Flying comes to the States, I will definitely go and check them out. Because they put on, uh, from what I can see from the concert footage, they put on an amazing show um, for a rock band. I I saw a clip where they did a medley of a bunch of different K-pop songs, but they did like rock versions of them. And uh, it impressed the hell out of me. It impressed me so much that I added a song by seven. 17 to my playlist <laughs> so I'm like oh man that's a good song you know the rock version of it was pretty good so i'm like oh you know that the regular song is probably just as good so yeah in flying is uh you know they are essentially what you think that they are as being a rock band they put on a great show they write really good pop rock rap songs and i would definitely go and check them out in concert um if they if they come to the states mm-hmm um yeah i mean they i'm gonna say they most likely will um because they were at kcon la 
Um, that was also KCON Japan was their first like concert concert, I believe, back in the day. So I would keep an eye out um, <clears throat> if things ever open up again um, over here and o- over there, um, because they'll most likely be at KCON. And if they're at KCON, you know, I'm going to get freaking uh, floor seats and I'm going to elbow my way to the front. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be right up against that gate chit-chatting with security because <laughs> that's what you do when you got floor. I don't care if they're, you know, seats, I'm going in the front. So, because <laughs> yeah, they, they are definitely one of those groups. It's a rock group for one thing. How how do you not have a fun time at a rock show? Like, <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. groups like crap, but that's beside the point. They're not. They're really good. Um, they're fun. They do medleys, and oh, I really want to see them. They're they're on my list of I need to see these people live. Um, I've also talked to someone who's actually seen them live in Korea, and she said um, because they are such a well, they're more well known now. They're more like not as well known. She said getting concert tickets is a lot easier. Um, and she said that they were really, really good live. Um, so I'm taking her word for it. <laughs> so okay. I'm excited. Then they have, um, I believe they have a, um, they actually have a, a fan light now. I'm going to miss the potatoes. I was, I thought they were cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm going to definitely see them in concert and doing this show. I keep adding people I'm going to see in concert um, <laughs> if it ever opens again. But yeah, um, and flying, they're uh, very much a group that had a really rough first couple of years. And now they seem to have gotten into their groove. Um, they've gotten like the members that hopefully don't do anything silly <laughs> end up leaving again. Um and yeah, they're very much a uh, hidden gem of the K-pop community, I want to say. Um, so give them their love, check them out. They're great, especially if you like rock, because it. I have tried to find good K-pop or Korean rock music, and I always come back to the same groups. I just don't really like these groups too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like Endline. Um, so. That's going to be it about N-Flying. And once again, sorry, we're all over the place. This group is just, they were all over the place. So <laughs> check them out. For K-pop school, we are going to be talking a little bit, just a little bit, about something um, called an ending fairy. Do you know what an ending fairy is, Mark? No, I've not heard of this. Okay, so an ending fairy, it seems to be kind of a new thing. I don't know when this has come out. It's got to be within the last couple of years. So an ending fairy is a nickname given to the member or members who are the ones who get the close-up shots at the end of the group's performances. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about. They're, they're on like Mnet. And they do the performance and then they all stop in their poses and then it zooms in on like the one or two members of the group. Yes. And then they I, usually I noticed that I didn't know there was a name for it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So they're, they're called ending fairies and it cracks me up because usually they're like <sighs> breathing heavily. <laughs> oh, I'm so out of breath. So out of breath. Or, you know, they do a cute little wink or, you know, whatever. So, um, 
Or if you're freaking shiny, you freaking mock ending fairies, and then you're like, oh crap. You know, you bring little things that you pull out of your costume, <laughs> and you're sticking like confetti onto your face. I think shiny's my favorite ending fairies because they're such weirdos. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's kind of become a new thing. So, you know, because I've never heard of this term before either until like the past year or two. And I'm like, what? What the crap? What is an ending fairy? Like, I've never heard of this. So, yeah, it's a new K-pop thing. Um, I don't know if it, when it became popular, but yeah, it's now, you know, oh, I'm the ending fairy. You know, like Jungkook or V from BTS, and you got to turn a wink or kiss at the camera. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, um, just so all of you guys, no matter whether you're new or not, you're keeping up. Um, you're going to be ahead of the curve now because that's a new thing. So ending fairy is the lucky, lucky member or unlucky member who has the camera zoomed in on them after the performance, depending on what's um, going on. Um, I'm sure from their point of view, the the members' point of view, they'll be the lucky members because they're like, yes, give me all of the camera. <laughs> give me all of the FaceTime so I can be front and center. I can And I can see now a bunch of people not people. I, I can see now a bunch of fans going, hey, how come my bias was never the ending fairy? <laughs> I want to start a petition. Make this person ending fairy in that. Ending fairy. Yeah, give him the center. Yeah. Well, my biases are always the awkward ones. I'm like, please don't make them the center. <laughs> do something weird. Don't do it. Because <laughs> you know? like, my biases are people like freaking Heat Tool from Super Junior <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, he's going to do something weird. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> it's gonna be embarrassing. But yeah, um, ending fairies. They're new, I guess. I don't I've never I don't know when it is. Oh, ever evolving. Um so that's it for K pop school. Um and you can once again join me on TDC um for all things DC related, comic related. Um and do you have anything going on in the podcast world right now mark uh yeah i'm still doing my weekly show uh so wizard podcast every week me joey and aubrey get together and discuss the world of nerds uh we review movies and tv shows and occasionally we might sneak in a comic book or video game in there but usually tv shows are uh or movies uh we just finished talking about wandavision we did a wrap-up of of that show and uh coming up soon we'll be doing um some of the newer hbo movies that are coming out uh hbo max movies that are coming out like uh the justice league snyder cut and um uh we'll be doing raya and the last dragon from disney plus we'll be doing godzilla versus kong so uh, a lot of big, big movies coming up we'll be sitting around and chatting about it on soul wizard podcast all right. Sounds awesome. And thank you all once again for joining us on K-Pop Cosmos. See you next month. Bye-bye.